3: Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, 32 plus here and now you're inside look at the world of combat sports. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I'll be talking both boxing, mixed martial arts, and some pro wrestling this hour. Open phone lines around the world. If you'd like to join me, you can. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Straight up. Going to spend some time today with Muhammad Ali, going way, way back with he and James Brown, the godfather of soul, talking about racial and you about racial issues back in the 60s. Straight up, Ali at his greatest, folks. No doubt about it. One of the greatest orators of all time until he was silenced by Parkinson's disease. Now, again, one of the greatest orators of all time has to be the current world USC lightweight champion. Talk about Conor McGregor. Of course, Conor, man. Just coming off that Eddie Alvarez knockout of a fortnight ago. We've got him live. Take that back. We've got a tape interview with him from Belfast, Northern Ireland to sit down with him and his fans. It's pretty cool. He does drop a few F-bombs. So my, my editors and my produce, my production crew here at the sports byline broadcast network is working overtime to get that ready for air. But the bottom line is, Conor McGregor. We'll hear from Conor McGregor tonight. We'll also do a little wrestling. How about Bill Goldberg? And, of course, Brock Lesnar doing anything? thing. Brock Lesnar, the former USC heavyweight champion, now in the world, of course, back in the world of pro wrestling. But he and Bill Goldberg, a former Atlantic Falcons guy, pretty good guy I met back in the day when I was working for Don King production. So lots of things to talk about today. Open phone lines around the world, 1-800-878-PLAYDUS, 800 878 7529 you are tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline, iHeart Radio Series, XM Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. This is Ring Talk live worldwide. here.
5: If you or someone you care about is trapped by addiction to drugs or alcohol, then don't miss this life-changing message from the Addiction Recovery Network.
6: Hi, I'm Adam Weil. I'm CEO of the Addiction Recovery Network. Addiction doesn't discriminate, and treatment's not a one-size-fits-all approach. There's no cure for addiction. Addiction is a lifelong journey that people struggle with every day. We find the best treatment centers that have the full continuum of care that will ultimately give people the best chance to succeed. Dealing with an addiction is hard enough. Finding the right treatment shouldn't be. Please, if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, don't wait till it's too late. We're here to help.
5: Make one of the most important calls of your life. The call is confidential and could save your life or the life of someone you love. Private insurance could cover the entire cost, so call 800-300-3388. That's 800-300-3388. 800-300-3388.
6: Are you a parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the award-winning and revolutionary online learning program that's changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Math is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Designed by teachers and early childhood learning experts, ABC Mouse seamlessly aligns with what your child is already learning in school. And with over 7,000 learning activities and more than 650 lessons, it's the most comprehensive early learning site on earth. I have been teaching for 13 years, and I've never seen a program like ABC Mouse. It encompasses science, math, reading, social studies.
7: It's just endless what they can learn on ABC Mouse. I've always had to use 20
6: websites, and now I can just use one. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month but you have to go to abcmouse.com slash free to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash free. abcmouse.com slash free.
8: It has been said that I have two alternatives. Either go to jail or go to the Army. I'm only bold
6: and
2: cocky before and after fight. Let me see you close your mouth and just keep it closed. Well, you know that's impossible. No, 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 keep it closed. You know that's impossible. I'm the greatest, and I'm knocking out all bones. And you get too smart, I'll you
0: out. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
6: I'm getting tired of people running from me in the ring. Mike Tyson, uh,
3: Holyfield, you a bunch of bums. Stand up and be a man and fight a real fighter. You know what's a trip? That interview there with George Foreman, I did that for FNN Score Television back in 1989, May of 1989 in Galveston, Texas. Of course, he beat J.B. Williamson, the former light heavyweight title that day. But George Foreman on top of his game as far as his, his verbal skills were concerned, no doubt about that. And that, that one clip got me so much around the world of attention. If that had been happening in the day of the Internet, it was raging pre-Internet, okay? It was a rage pre-Internet. Had it happened during the world of the internet, I probably would have got 25 or 30 million hits on that one. That's how that's how wild that video was back in 1989, shown time and time again on many, many networks. Why I did not get a plug? I mean, as far as that money is concerned, it's any residuals. I just don't know. But they use that interview time and time again. Oh, painful. Straight up, I guess, when people steal your stuff and don't pay you for it. It's sort of cool, sort of like, you know, all right. Anyway, bottom line is we're talking boxing. we a, a bit of a slow week in December 10th. The December 10th weekend is looking hot and heavy, folks. We're talking about, wow, a kid that's got all kinds of ability. I'm talking about Anthony Joshua, of course, fighting Eric Molina. Who's Eric Molina? Nah, okay. Anyway, Eric Molina is a twice-beaten heavyweight, I think, and uh, Deontay Wilder is one of the guys that defeated him. He's nothing to write home about, but then again, Joshua's not looking for something to write home about. What Joshua's looking for is Joshua's looking for a – a, uh, a you know a little bit of a, a stay active type of fight a work fight I want to say it's a yeah all right it's a work fight he's looking for a work fight a fight where he gets to work and some practice and not lose or be threatened or anything like that and of course with Eric Moulin I guess anybody that's a heavyweight anybody over 200 pounds is a threat. Anybody over 200 pounds can knock you out if they hit you on the chin, but no, I don't think so. Anthony Joshua, is, I think it's a superior, superior athlete. Here. Of course, that's going to be on Showtime, Saturday, December the 10th. Showtime's going to do this 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, 2.20 in the West. So that's going to be the afternoon fight on the West Coast, Saturday, December 10th. That'll be live on Showtime. So Showtime going live from the UK. It's sort of cool. I mean, going live from the UK, instead sort of like those three or four-hour delays, or those five-hour delays. When they do that, you know, with the internet, Everybody knows what the results were, and then somebody's already put up some shaky video of it. So you are the suspense is gone. Just give it to us live. We'll take it. We'll take fights at 3 or 4 in the morning. Listen, us fight junkies, if the fights are worth it, we'll get up at 3 or 4 in the morning and watch them at 3 or 4 in the morning. I'm telling you, now, we will. Okay? But if they're trash, nobody wants to get up at any time of the day. You are tuned to Ring, right? I mean, that's the bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. So IBF now is calling for same-day weigh-ins whoa okay that's sort of cool i think it is because if they're going to get same day weigh-ins as i told you before these guys will have to start making the real weight you know what i mean because let me tell you i used to weigh in at the junior welterweight limit of the amateurs back in the day at 139 pounds okay so i had to make 139 say at five o'clock in the afternoon all right and then wait wait hold on five o'clock in the afternoon and then i'd fight it 7 30. Okay, that's just the way it was. So I got two and a half hours. Sometimes they weigh in the amateurs like they did They did to me in the National Golden Gloves, which worked against me because I was a small guy. But I fought Ernie Chavez. Ernie weighed in at 147, steaming wet, and then uh, soaking wet. And then when he came back to fight me like two days, three, ah, it was a Friday. So we weighed in on a Tuesday, fought on a Friday. Three days later, he was like almost 170 pounds. He was massive. I remember looking across the ring saying, this isn't him. This is his brother. Anyway, the bottom line is weight classes matter. That's why we have weight classes. And now with the the IBF calling for a same-day weigh-in, I think this is really, 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 really cool. I think the WBO should move in the same way. And this is what's going to happen. These champions at 115 pounds with same-day weigh-ins will all of a sudden have to move up and fight at 118 pounds or 122 pounds. The guys that are fighting a lightweight will step up and have to fight a junior welterweight. That's just the way it is, okay? Because you can't cut the type of weight these guys are cutting. I mean, look at, wow, look at Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, call him the the world junior middleweight champion, call him the one-speed Mexican station, call him anything you want, but you can't call him slow on the buck. That guy's making a lot, a lot of money. Every time he opens his mouth, he was in Puerto Rico. He was at the WBO convention uh, about a month ago in uh, San Juan. At the Caribbean Hotel, fantastic event, 29th annual. But he was there. He was a star of the show. I mean, all those Puerto Ricans were. There. And then in walks this Mexican, and he, like, steals the show. More power to him. Nice lady with him as well. But Canelo Alvarez, of course, going to fight Giannati Golovkin in the big fight, probably September 2018. But back to this IBF same-day weigh why am I dwelling on this? Because I think this is a significant accomplishment, a step in the right direction. Because, as I said, us amateurs had to weigh in, like, sometimes two hours before a fight. And that was sort of cool. That made fights fair. In other words, the guy I was going to fight, if he went out there and tried to gain 10 or 12 pounds after after weighing in 139, he'd be sluggish two hours later. He couldn't put on 13 pounds and come back two hours later and fight me and be on the top of his game. Okay. But if you give him three or four days, yeah, like Ernie Chavez, he came back, he licked me like a stamp. He was just too big, too strong, just too big and too strong. Plus, he was a southpaw. And as much as I fight both ways, am a dexterous, both southpaw and Orthodox. I got to tell you, I wasn't ready for that right hook. Uh, yeah, two of those right hooks. And Ernie can crack. Of course, Ernie, Ernie fought Meldrick Taylor. Meldrick Taylor, the 1984 Olympic gold medalist and uh, the former junior welterweight and welterweight champion of the world, of course, lost that significant fight, that epic fight in 1990. Of course, the Julio Cesar Chavez in the very last round and the very waning seconds of that fight at the Las Vegas Hilton. But Meldrick Taylor... When Meldrick taught for Ernie Chavez, <clears throat> I tried to tell him before the fight, listen, Mel, I'm doing the TV. And listen, Mel, you got to watch out for this guy's right hook. He can really crack. He can really watch. He can really punch. He's going, oh, man, he looks like mumbling. He's mumbling I said, look, I'm you know, just putting him down, right? Mumbling. So, anyway, here's Mel with a, uh, they call him Mel now. The only sign his autograph is Mel. I guess Meldrick is too long for him, Taylor especially. Anyway, Mel, I see him post fight. He's got this big ice back on the side of his face, okay? And he goes, it was, the guy, it was me. I was the guy that said this guy could crack it. Boy, could he crack I'm talking about Ernie Chavez moving up in weight, having guys weigh different amounts on the same day of fights. Like you know, that's just not cool in my mind. It's not fair. It's like giving a guy an un- unfair advantage. Why not just give him a hammer? You know, let's give him a hammer. If you can give him 15, 20 pounds, why not give him a hammer? And some of these guys can gain the weight. Canelo Alvarez. Classic example, weighs in at 154 at the weigh in the day before. Come fight time, he's like 172, 173 pounds and sharp and looking good. Okay, he can take the weight off and put it back on. He's a master at it. But he couldn't do that on the same day. He couldn't do it and fight three hours later. So this is going to be the challenge for professional boxers from here on in. And eventually, this is going to have to go over to the world of mixed martial arts because the NCAA, the wrestling the wrestling uh, section of the NCAA, they've realized that. Same-day weigh-ins are the only way to ensure safe weigh-ins because if you have guys fighting and weighing in the day before, what about the guy that doesn't struggle to make the weight, that makes the weight naturally, and he comes in, say, at 145, and he's cool at 145, and maybe he gains mm, maybe four or five, six, seven pounds between that and the uh the 30 hours before the fight comes on, okay? You've got him doing that. Then you've got like guys like Conor McGregor coming in at 145, the aforementioned Conor McGregor, who will be here later in the show. Of course, when you've got him coming in at 145 on the scale and then stepping in to the octagon like it close to 170 pounds, way over 160. Closer to 170, What am I trying to tell you? These guys know how to manipulate today's rule system. So we need to change today's rule system. Speaking of today's rule system, you know, the Association of Boxing Commissions and the Muhammad Ali Boxing Act, the, of course, the, was it 2000, 2000, it's been around like 16, 17 years now. Anyway, of course, John McCain recently, a senator from uh, Arizona. He's fighting for his life right now as far as a Republican senator is concerned in the uh, elections. I think that back. He's won his election, but not the most popular guy in Arizona anymore. Of course, in the world of boxing, he was so popular at one point in time because he wrote the Muhammad Ali Boxing Act. But what happened was Senator Harry Reid of Nevada, a Democrat, got a hold of the Muhammad Ali Boxing Act and gutted it as far as its effectiveness and its lawfulness and things like that's concerned. Because, you know, there's no enforcement of the Muhammad Ali Boxing Act. What am I trying to tell you? That's right. You have a tiger with no teeth. He has even no tail. Well, how can I say that? There has never been one prosecution for one thing. There's only even one thing referred to the Justice Department from the Association of Boxing Commissions in the 16 years that I've known of it. And that was when they went after uh, premier boxing champions and Al Heyman. That was about a year ago, eight, ten months ago. Remember that? That was the only time they ever done anything. Outside of that, fixed fights went on. You know, all kinds of—of cra- of course, these people, I have an association of boxing commissions judging exam, but, I'm, you know, there's been some crazy stuff that the ABC has, has sort of looked aside or not looked at directly over the past couple of decades. And the bottom line is we're hoping that that in the future they continue to uh, try to make things better and improve, because the association of boxing commissions, they're in charge of this law that allowed, of course, the Nevada State Athletic Commission to choose their own judges for the Andre ward Sergey Kovalev fight of a couple of weeks ago, which ended very controversially. In fact, every professional judge that I know scored the fight for three or four or five points for Kovalev. The only person that scored it for for Andre Ward were the three judges live in Las Vegas. Coincidence? Perhaps. The American fighter? Perhaps. Bottom line is, there should have been three independent judges there, not three judges from Nevada, not all three American judges. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. My name is Pedro Fernandez. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Next up, Ali, Al Sharpton, and James Brown on Sports Byline. Smile till you came
0: into my life. And these are the arms that long to lock you inside. Every day and every
2: night.
0: Trying to show love is right. oh, show
1: tell. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers.
4: Call 800-296-0906, 800-296-0906, 800-296-0906, that's 800-296-0906. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not.
3: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063, 800-957-6063.
6: If you were to leave the theater this evening and I said, I'm giving you a choice. You can get in a car with a driver who's completely drunk or you can get into a car with someone who's stoned to the tits. (laughs) Which car are you gonna get in? Unless you're feeling suicidal, You're gonna get in with the stoner, because the stoner's not gonna be caught speeding, are they? Because the stoner is taking the time, unlike the drinker, to smell the roses. Or at least think that's what they're smelling.
2: Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off?
0: One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
7: He is the greatest
3: fighter of all times next to me.
6: Get
2: up, get on
3: up. Man, the godfather of soul, of course, having watched him go on stage circa 1999-2000, the Paramount Theater backstage with the Tower of Power and James Brown. That was quite an experience. Speaking of James Brown... James Brown and a couple of other celebrities got together with Muhammad Ali back in the day, and they talked about the injustice. Of course, Ali, front and center, avoiding the draft. Back then, of course, he was a conscientious objector. Later, the Supreme Court ruled he was right, but at this point in time, he was in limbo.
9: What the national youth movement, which he represents, is all about. Tell me something about,
2: about that. It's about teaching young kids the right way to go and, and the things to be involved in education don't be a dropout, which is one thing I'm very much uh, behind. Uh, unless kids have guidance, they'll have no place to go. And the idea is to try to mold them. I mean, we, we think of anything, we think of it as a baby. And what we mold them to be is what it will be later on. He's to stand at my back though, And he believed in what I said, that don't be a drop-by program. And, and, and the fact of uh, helping kids and giving them the right idol and the right image to go with. Cleaning, grooming, and wanting to work, wanting to be be something. I saw it as a, as a, don't, as a kid, a, a juvenile, uh, Link with the, you know and everything he had no no model and i was able to be a model for a young man like this and what he turned out to be is a medicine and he preaches the right thing and i'm i'm for him a thousand percent i'm for everything he's about
9: mr Sharpton, how national right now is the national youth movement is it something new has it been going on for a while do you have a stated number of members uh, tell me something
2: well about.
8: we don't uh really get into a numbers game because that's been a uh trick that has been played for the last 20 years What we're basically uh, interested in doing is saying to young people of impoverished backgrounds that there are people like a Muhammad Ali and a James Brown that represents hope to us. Because these people, despite all of the social odds, despite the unemployment statistics, despite the lack of education in their day, were able to grow and be something that we can be proud of. A man like me didn't have a father at home, but I had a James Brown to look up to and would want to sing and dance like him, or Muhammad Ali, who I saw stand up and give millions of dollars of stamps to the government so that I would have a right to come 10 or 20 years later mm-hmm. and try to fight for my kids. So what we're saying is they are symbols and images that kids can look up to and not have to throw a brick through a window but they can work by the sweat of their brow and succeed just like these two gentlemen mm-hmm.
9: did. But considering the numbers of young kids today and, and Rev there are hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of kids who really are in hopeless and desperate situations is it enough to just offer them an example?
2: You say hopeless,
9: though. Not hopeless. Well, say let's hopeless, say, well to, them, well, to to them 10, hopeless. 11, 12-year-old kids. It's never built.
2: hopeless. There's no such thing as hopeless. It's never hopeless. When I got 8 to 16 years uh, for breaking an entering as a kid, because I was hungry, and here I am today, it's not hopeless. It's not say hopeless. Then we say we're carving out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't believe in hopeless. Don't you, don't, don't, you, don't you think it's hope? If you believe in something, yeah. it's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in hopeless. We're not going to go with that. And I think he's about not about teaching them how to get out and fight for themselves. That's what it's about. No, it's not hopeless. Everybody has a has a cause and everything, but everybody want to live. And I think living is what we're about. We're yeah, not going to teach dying. What, okay, dying.
9: I agree with you 100%, James. What I'm, what I'm trying to, to ask here is simply saying, you too can be a James Brown or a Muhammad Ali. Is that enough to give a kid who's hungry, who doesn't know where his next meal is coming? Well, I, I'll tell
7: you. Give him some yeah, to go. I think it's awful weak to tell a kid you can be a James Brown, one of the greatest entertainers in the world, and me, one of the greatest fighters. And like you said, the hundreds of thousands of millions of kids that need a break. You can't have that many great people, but they can get educated. They can go to school. They can learn. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say one thing. Uh, we have crime today. is a big problem. I think they took a national vote on what the people want the government to spend most of the money on. And crime was over national defense. Worrying about Russia, China, outside enemies, they're worrying about inside crime. We have crime today, all type, prostitution, murder, exploitation, degradation, and wars of all kinds. And I'm gonna tell you why everything's happening. And I think if you're intelligent, you agree with it. If, you, you, if we're riding an airplane and the two pilots die for some reason, is there anybody in this room that can go in the cockpit pick up the radio, start working it, bring the plane in, depressurize it as a land, and make it and late at night in a, on a stormy day. You couldn't do it. Right. Well, but if you learn how to fly, if they show you how to fly, you can. But since God made the world and God made us, He sent the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, sent Moses, Jesus, and okay. to show us how to run the world. And God left His laws. If we don't follow His laws, then we crash.
8: Mm -hmm. Let me say this though, Mr. Slater in response to your question, Mr. Brown, Mr. Ali. Yes, it is enough to begin with showing them an example because before you get to education, you need motivation. Mm -hmm. If you don't have motivation to get out of the bed, you won't make school or the party. And what we try to do by showing a James Brown or Muhammad Ali is not that you can be a great champion maybe like Ali or a great entertainer like James Brown, but if you use the same initiative that they did, To make him get up five in the morning and run 10 miles and just have a dream and to come back three times and accomplish that dream. To have more hits than anybody in the world, even when the music world wouldn't give him credit for it in terms of a James Brown. If you had that initiative to keep working and whatever it is that you're going to do, you can succeed. And what we're saying to them is you may not reach the plateau of public prominence of them. But if you can reach the personal discipline and personal motivation of them, you can reach a plateau in your life. Because it's not about looking for a government handout, it's
9: about looking for a way out, as James Brown said. All right, and then how receptive are the young people that you tell this to?
8: Very receptive. Really? Very receptive, very receptive. I think that people have misunderstood that uh, most people of impoverished and depressed areas are not looking for the government to give them something. They just want a chance. I remember when I was a little boy, James Brown used to sing, I don't want nobody to give me nothing, just open the door, I'll get it myself. Well, that's all people want now is a chance. Let me get a piece of the action. Let me get a piece of the pie. Let me stand up on my own.
2: One man should have... He should have... uh the major corporations the government should get behind him and push the programs he's, that he's
9: about except and maybe if he yeah. does it himself and gets grassroots support it's better than having the government stick their nose in because they have a way sometimes we're not talking well, about control yeah. we're,
2: we're, we're not Funding. talking about control we're talking about a way of start you know they have to start if they fund crisis and fund all the different other things they can fund a small man to get started mm-hmm. then the private sector will join in but let them be up too mm-hmm. it, it should be
9: last thing Somewhere along the line here tonight we used a graphic saying long hot summer. Are you in any way, I'm, sure, I'm certain you're not predicting a long hot summer, you're not predicting urban strife, you're not predicting disorder, anything like that.
8: Well, what I'm saying is, you know, in, at home you have an oven, there are flames on top of the oven, and then there's heat in the oven. Mm-hmm. We always discuss whether there'll be a flame on the top, and don't discuss it It's already 600 degrees inside. I'm not concerned as much about a long, hot summer because it's been a long, hot winter. Yeah. People are unemployed. <laughs> okay. People are unemployed. People are getting uh, their, their homes ripped off, parents' pocketbooks being snatched, as Ali said crime is at a high, the highest rate it's ever been. So rather than us running around the streets looking for a brick, we should be looking at the fact the brick is already in most people's houses. How do we get the brick out of the house? How do we cool the long oven out? Let's not wait for the explosion and then just cut the flames off upstairs. Let's put the flame out inside. And the only way to do that is everybody to get up and work by the sweat of their brow in America and try to produce, be productive like these two gentlemen have been in their life against all odds. They came up in a world that was alien to them, and they made it. And we can make it if we have the same initiative they did.
9: Mr. Sharpton, it's been a pleasure to have you here tonight, and I've enjoyed meeting you very much. Thank, thank you, very you for much. coming by, and thank you, James Brown, for being here tonight. Thank you for being here tonight.
3: One of the greatest personalities in television history, folks, about the great Tom Snyder. It was part of the Tomorrow program, I believe, on NBC back in the day. Tom Snyder, James Brown, Al Sharpton, the and great, the greatest Muhammad Ali. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. December 10th, of course, to talk about the great fight coming to you, or the big fight coming to you from across the pond in the UK. Anthony Joshua and Eric Molina for the IBF heavyweight title. Check it out. The IBF 154-pound title is on the line. When Julian Williams, a kid that's been on the show in the past, from the city of brotherly love. That's right, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 22-0 with a draw and 14 wax taking on Jamal Charlo. The IBF Super welterweight, 154 pounds guy, 24-0, 18 KOs. That's next week. That's going to rock, folks. That's the highlight of the boxing weekend. Straight up, a very competitive fight. Toss the coin. Who wins that one? You really don't know. Open phone lines around the world, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Next up. We'll hear from Conor McGregor, the great Conor McGregor, the greatest fighter in MMA history right now. That's right. Bottom line is, he kicks you know what. You're tuned to Sports Byline. Oh, when you do bad,
7: he'll talk about you. Muhammad, he's looking bad. Ken Norton just hit him in the jaw. I wonder if he broke that same jaw. <laughs> Angelo, ask Muhammad, is his jaw broke? I'm in the ring, <laughs>
10: This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team
5: Once more, 800-758-0725. Hey, travelers,
9: do you want to save money on
5: your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices
10: are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip, or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight, guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets.
4: 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780, that's 855
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
11: Them belts are mine. Whatever they want to say, they can say, oh, well, we took the belt, and now it's this guy's belt. You can play with those fake belts all you want. The real Jose was KO'd, Eddie was KO'd. You're looking at the 2 weight world champion, and that's it.
7: And that's it.
3: The most prolific fighter in MMA right now. I'm talking about the great Conor McGregor got a boxing license this week in the state of California. Why? He wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. Straight up, Conor making headlines anywhere he goes. This week, he was in his native Belfast, Ireland. This is what he had to say: Early days, I've had a crazy following up north. It just that
11: even like when I used to fight those like shows and like Letterkenny and all like all these small shows I used to fight on, and the same people kept showing up and showing up and showing support before any big before I reached any kind of height. So the support I've had out here has been absolutely unbelievable. So that night in New York was for everyone that supported me all all the way through.
10: And, Connor, these people are your people. So, So, can you tell these people because you've just gone and got your pro boxing license from California. And it just so happens that this is the first official response to that. Can you tell them what's next? And is Floyd Mayweather really on the radar? Look, originally
11: originally what happened was Floyd called me out. (laughs) That's originally what happened. I don't care about Floyd. I don't fear no man, under no rule set. So, I'm sitting there minding my own business, dominating, true fighting, and Floyd calls me out and leaks a rumor that we're supposed to fight or something like that. But what I done was, it opened up my eyes a little bit. I was like, well, hold on, maybe I can pursue this. Maybe I can pursue the box inside. Maybe there's something there. So, we went to it. Um, we were in the background with negotiations and look, we'll see what happens. Now I have my boxing license. Now, now, now the, it's, it's their move now. You know, I've, I've presented myself. Here I have the boxing license. If, since I've got that boxing license, Floyd's fat manager came out and was like, oh, Floyd's in the Bahamas, he's not even, he doesn't care about Connor. I was like, well, I don't give a f- about Floyd either. Uh, if you don't want this fight, that's no problem. Because other, other than the Manny Pacquiao numbers, other than the Floyd Manny Pacquiao pay-per-view numbers, gate numbers, I hold all the numbers. Other than that one fight. So, I don't need Floyd. I don't need Floyd. But I do not need him. So I have the boxing license. I'm also in something going on with the UFC. They're trying to strip me. I was like, well, I ain't stripped. Yeah, I still got that belt. That belt's still in my home right now. So...
10: I'm so seeing informed fans tonight, and the question I was repeatedly asked this evening, Connor, before you arrived was, can you ask him, was he stripped of the belt, or did he relinquish it?
6: <laughs>
10: <laughs> and please don't hit me.
11: And he's still unconscious, what do you mean? What you mean? I only fought last week. Them belts are mine. Whatever they want to say, and they can say, oh, well, we took the belt, and now it's this guy's belt. You can play with those fake belts all you want. The real... Jose was KO'd, Eddie was KO'd, you're looking at the two-weight world champion, and that's it. And that's it. I'll say to the UFC, I'll say to the UFC, and I love I I love the company. You're fooling nobody. You're fooling nobody with that. But best of look to them. I don't know. I'm I still got them belts. Someone's got to come take them belts off me physically. Not not online, not not through a keyboard. That keyboard warrior's going trying to take them belts, huh? you got to take them belts on me physically if you want to come get them, so.
10: That's a pretty straight answer from a pretty straight talking guy. Uh, you mentioned Floyd Mayweather's manager there. I, I was reading him today. He, I'm going to quote him directly. He said, look, let's get real here. If, and it is a big if. If Conor McGregor were ever to get a ring, into a ring with Floyd Mayweather, Floyd, and I quote, would beat his ass. Now, what do you say to that? Yes.
11: Floyd's manager.
3: Floyd Mayweather's manager, of course, Leonard Ellerbe. That's who we was talking to when we referred to the uh, rotund one. Of course, uh, Lloyd, Leonard Ellerbe works hand in hand with Al Heyman. I don't really know if I'd really want to see Floyd Mayweather ever fight again, and I don't know if he's ever really fought since that first Jose Luis Castillo fight, because. You know, although he's made it look like almost effortless, this and that. But, you know, has he really been all that impressive to you? I mean, I'll say this. I may be preaching to the choir. I may be upsetting some folks out there. And I'll just maybe saying, like, what I feel. The bottom line is, as I've said this many, many, many times in the past, I think that Floyd Mayweather has perpetrated the biggest con in the American public since Paul Redford and Mark, and, uh, and Robert Refford in the movie The thing back in that was 1972. But wait, Larry Merchant the Hall of Fame broadcaster, journalist, extraordinary, of course, author. Uh, he said to me, you know what? It goes beyond 1972, maybe one of the biggest cons of all time ever. Straight up, it is. I mean, time and time again, what's he tell you? I'm going to knock this guy out. I'm knocking this guy dead. I'm doing this. I'm knocking this This guy won't last the route. He hasn't knocked anybody out like in decades, and he hasn't really had an exciting fight in decades. So back to the old porn uh, 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 comparison if he was in porno movies there's no money shots therefore he'd be run out of the porno movie, porno industry without even making a movie so how does he keep conning people into watching his fights I don't know 49-0 and 0, he's got the record granted he's undefeated let him go and do his thing I'm talking about Floyd Mayweather as far as he and Connor McGregor are concerned if Conor Con- listen Floyd doesn't hit hard enough to keep Connor off him that's what the difference of that fight is. He doesn't. I don't think he does. I think Conor's a strong enough guy that if he weighs in like 147 pounds, he'll come back like a 163, 165, and it just overwhelm Floyd Mayweather. He's got a hell of a shot at beating Floyd Mayweather. Why am I saying that? I'm not trying to hype things up. I'm trying to tell you like it is. I mean, boxing is boxing. Why am I saying that? Because McGregor gets down and under and lands with either hand, and Floyd's going to be hurt. And once Floyd gets hurt... Things happen. I saw Floyd looking to bow out of a fight uh, about 10, 12 years ago. Of course, that was at 130 pounds when his hands got hurt. So I'm telling you, he's not hes not unbeatable. He's very beatable. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Once again, open phone lines around the world, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one 800 878 Let me remind you of the schedule. Big long schedules. I am the weekend warrior here at Sports Byline, no doubt about that. Saturdays, eleven AM Pacific time, an hour of ring talk live worldwide, we Come out both boxing, mixed martial arts, and uh of course boxing is mixed martial arts, but boxing, MMA and of course what was happening is you got to the world. Professional wrestling as well. Upcoming, we'll talk about a little pro wrestling. I'm talking about Goldberg and Brock Lesnar doing their thing. Of course, a fortnight ago at Survivor Series, but it's a big thing now because you know Bill Goldberg, one of my buddies back in the broadcast days when I worked for Don King Productions. He's a he's a classy guy to be around. I enjoyed being around him. I mean, two or three event, two or three events that I spent around him. He was a class act. In the one night where I spent like an entire evening with him, he was cool from A to Z. I mean, just A to Z. He offered to buy drinks. He was a cool dude. How many guys offered to buy drinks? Not too many. Bottom line is, he was not trying to buy the. Uh, <laughs> he was not trying to buy, buy, the media. He was just trying to be a nice guy with Phil Goldberg. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Some of the USC fights upcoming, looking pretty sharp here, are folks. who talk about. Holloway and Pettis going for the welts Featherweight title. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
10: Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Pull out your smartphone and shazam this now. Go ahead. I'll wait. GEICO presents the Shazam 15, featuring the top 15 Shazam songs in the U.S. Make sure you Shazam now to check it out. Interact with GEICO to gecko yourself and share it with friends. You can even get a free quote. Shazam now and experience more with GEICO. The Shazam 15, brought to you by GEICO. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
6: A surreal moment at Survivor Series, Goldberg heading to the ring for the first time in 12 years, the take on the beast, Brock Lesnar, two titans about to clash here in Toronto. Introducing first, accompanied by Paul Heyman from Minneapolis, Minnesota, weighing 290 pounds, Brock Lesnar! Look into the eyes of Brock Lesnar, almost soulless, like an animal about to attack. His opponent, from Atlanta, Georgia, weighing 285 pounds, Gold! First undisputed, undefeated world champion in history. Talking about two men who have competitive fire entrenched <laughs> in their DNA. Goldberg definitely not afraid of Brock Lesnar. Everybody else in the world may be afraid of Brock. Goldberg is not one of those men. Goldberg said a few weeks ago, I have no problem going to the hospital after this match, but I'm going to make sure Brock Lesnar comes with me. Only one other man in history has multiple one-on-one pay-per-view victories over Brock Lesnar. That's John Cena. Goldberg was to do it tonight, and Brock Lesnar looking to establish dominance. And Goldberg dropping Lesnar. Goldberg was unfazed, and Lesnar couldn't believe it. A look of shock in the eyes of the beast who was planted by Goldberg. No fear from Goldberg. Goldberg hit Lesnar with a spare! A spear from out of nowhere! Goldberg may shock the world! Goldberg looking to end this early! Lesnar's hurt! Lesnar's hurt! Oh. Oh, Goldberg again with a spear! Two spares to Lesnar! No. Brock's in trouble! Brock's in trouble! I don't think anybody expected this sort of dominance right out of the gate from Goldberg! The beast be beyond the verge of getting slain. the Beast Incarnate. Oh, Lester can't even get up. Goldberg again. He's got Lester center of the ring. Goldberg's looking Goldberg's for a jackhammer. He's looking at the Jack jackhammer. Goldberg looking for the jackhammer. A jackhammer to Lester. Here's the cover. Oh my God. Goldberg be fresh. Here is who we are. Goldberg. A monumental 12 years, Goldberg returns to the ring and absolutely destroys the beast. I cannot believe what I just witnessed. You and me both, Goldberg said he had one last jackhammer, and that one last jackhammer was good
0: enough to pin Brock Lesnar. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
6: Good to see you still alive. I think I like you.
3: The horns of the mighty tower of power bring us back to, of course, Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg from a couple weeks ago Survivor Series, pro wrestling, of course, once in a while on Ring Talk Live worldwide. Once again, my weekend schedule: Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Body, an Hour of Ring Talk on Saturday, two hours of Ring Talk on Sunday. But of course, Saturday night we change gears, going in a totally different direction, morph into another personality, and bring out Johnny Taco and his All Stars at 10 p.m. Pacific time. That's right, two hours of. Uh, everything. Everything goes. Just two hours of everything. So check us out tonight, 10, 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline. Johnny Toclin is all-stars. We'll have some fun. We'll talk about uh, talk about A7FL. What's that? How about Pro Football Without the Helmet? Straight up, Pro Football Without the helmets. That'll be one of the feature stories tonight. Johnny and his all-stars, 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and the rest of the Internet platforms that take this show in live and in living color. Straight up. Let's talk about the world of mixed martial arts. Of course, USC is off rocking and rolling. Of course, Connor's really the big star now. And outside of Connor, are there really any studs? Yes, there are. And no, it's not a female stud. I'm talking about Ronda Rousey. She's not really a stud anymore. I really don't. I think two of the studs that are going to be going for the World Featherweight Championship, of course, the vacant featherweight championship. But then again, I was told that Jose Aldo was a World Featherweight Champion, that the USC anointed him. Of course, he being knocked out in 12 seconds by... Conor McGregor in a stunning upset a couple of years ago, man, they never had a rematch at 145 and they never will. Aldo says they will rematch later at 155. That remains to be seen as I think Aldo is a great fighter at 145. Well, 155, that remains to be seen. Conor, of course, can fight anywhere from 145 to 170. His best weight is 155. No doubt about that. But USC, Of course, rocking and rolling, but the real fight I'm sort of pumped about is Anthony Pettis trying to do things as a featherweight. The former lightweight champion, 155, now moving down to 145 as far as weight's concerned. Taking on Max Holloway. This is a five-round fight, of course. This is going to be a pretty good fight card, but not really worthy of pay-per-view, per per se. And, of course, the entire pay-per-view card is going to come to you live December the 10th. That's next Saturday from uh, Toronto, Ontario. Am I pumped about this? No. Find somewhere to watch on the internet or go watch it at a sports bar. That is my recommendation to you. Of course, later today, the turn of the champions finale in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Palms Casino Resort, on top, the world F- uh, flyweight champion. Talk about Demetrius Johnson. Call him a super fly. Call him what you want. I'm just not enamored with him. For some reason, flyweights just don't get me going. I don't know why. Some people don't like women's MMA. Some people don't like, I don't know. I just don't like. Flyways for some reason maybe if we had another flyway chairman who was less dominant maybe if there were some competitive fights at 125 i would get pumped you are two to the sports byline broadcast nowhere this is ring talk live worldwide my name is pedro fernandez 32 plus years now bringing you the inside look for us in the world of combat sports pro wrestling as well we come to each and every saturday 11 a.m pacific time don't forget we also have a new show we're rocking and rolling with this new show we're doing sundays Zach Attack and myself, Zach Attack Young and myself, are doing No Holds Barred at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. We go off in the world of mixed martial arts and pro wrestling in a manner in which we can say, it's, No Holds Barred. The title says it all. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast. Network. I want to thank my great producer, Scott Cuddy. I want to thank YouTube for the fine clips. Of course, the Conor McGregor clip came to you from Belfast, Ireland. Somebody's cell phone recording. I want to thank them for that. That was a great, great scoop there. And of course, of course, the greatest, Muhammad Ali, Al Sharpton, the great J.B. James Brown with Tom Snyder live on NBC back in the day. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Till next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, don't forget, you are tuned to Sports Byline.